Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Sometimes in times of encounter, insight and revelations keep flowing. That's why you don't have to be missing services for anything. If you have two jobs, don't go for the second one when it's time for church. What are you looking for? Ask people who have done three jobs if it really changed their story. Two jobs is a sign that you have a long way to go. <laughs> As I shouldn't do no, I'm not saying shouldn't do two jobs. But you, the, being in the presence of God is even a proper job. When you have one already. <laughs> so she, she said, she came in and she was during the prison worship. She remembered how she didn't take pictures. And it started dwarfing her, her flow. And then I said, that let your shout override your feelings. your shout override your situation. And she knew it was for her. She took it as a prophetic instruction and did it. She went to work. It was fantastic. Yes, Lord. It was amazing. So you could see how several people, somebody said during the fasting I heard, pastor said fasting give to others. So he also decided to engage in giving. Someone said, I heard pastor said every day make sure you are sowing. Every day make sure you are sowing. And then money came, landed yesterday from places she never expected. Miracle money came because she chose to obey the instructions. You are coming to test and see. Oh, let me see what's going on. You keep watching. You know? you keep, when you go to the football stadium, who takes the trophy? It's not the spectators. No, 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 no. Spectators are busy. But it's, it's not going to give anything to you. Spectators don't go anywhere. Don't get anything from a match. They either get a heartbreak or excitement. Some even get themselves wounded. Fighting and drinking. And if, you, if you need a miracle, need it. Show you need it. Act you need like one who needs one. Like, like, like the guy the, uh, uh, in Acts chapter 14, Bible said Paul saw that this guy had faith to be healed. He needed healing so bad. When Paul was preaching, he said, no, this one is my day today. You need a miracle, but your legs are crossed and you are, you are watching like this. I feel sorry. You should learn how to know how to shout and jump and watch this. And watch this. Someone will come back with a testimony. The pastor said we should learn how to. When I jumped, something dropped out. It is actually happening for people. You might think nothing is happening. But I'm telling you, so much is happening for somebody. 
When I went to Congo the first time, I asked my host, I hear there's fighting going on here. People are for it. So it's not, it's not in Kinshasa. Somewhere, he mentioned the town. And he said, there's real fighting. They're killing people in Congo. Yeah. So I was in Congo, but no fight anywhere. But it's next to me. Not too far from where I was. When I say not too far, as compared to UK. I was within the country. There was war in the country. But where I was, there was coolness. Now, sometimes you might be sitting here thinking that there's coolness. But there's actually something seriously happening in the life of the one next to you. A miracle has just come close. But if you are desperate, if you are wild, if you are determined, you will catch one. I see you catching a miracle. I see you catching a miracle. If you want to receive an encounter from God, there are things that are necessary for you to do. So, you must be intentional about it. Don't seek accidental encounters. Certain encounters from God are not accidental. You have to provoke it. You have to get work. Stop sitting down thinking that God doesn't have anything to do. He's looking for someone who is miserable. Then you do something about it. He doesn't work like that. God doesn't work because someone is miserable. He works because someone is engaging. You gotta engage. If you need a miracle from God, if you need an intervention from God, the first question you have to ask is, what are you doing? What are you doing to provoke an encounter? You are living like everybody, but you want to give what you want to get. What everybody is not getting. No, when you live like everybody, you get what everybody is getting. When you do things that others are not doing, you get what others are not getting. In Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-two, it says that the eye is the light of the body. If your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye is single, sometimes people say, okay, maybe let me try this. Uh, Maybe tomorrow I'll go here too. You, You everywhere, everything. There are so many things on your mind. You can try this, you can try this, you can try this, you can try. And so you are not getting any serious results. My mind, my eye is single. I have a certain insight and that insight I'm working with it. Pastor, like me, I I discovered the insight of honor. And I said, this thing, I locked myself in it. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay in it. Because I realize nothing elevates like honor. You must, if your eye is single, your entire life is full of light. But I say, if your eye is evil, darkness, because there's no one thing that you are seeing in God's light word which you're operating by. Then he goes on to talk about how you cannot serve two masters at a time. You can't use one eye to look into two bottles. And Bishop Oedipo said, you can't use one eye to look up and the other one to look down. Try it. <laughs> Try and see if you can look, one eye can look up and the other one can look down. He said, never claim you are looking up to God if you look up to men. If you are depending on men to determine your future, don't say you are looking up to God. That scripture, your eye is full of, uh, is single, your body is full of life. That scripture is, is, 
When you go down, that's why he says that seek ye, God knows you need all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. There is a way heaven does things. You can't mix everything. You are listening to what these ones are saying. These ones are saying. What these ones are saying. Negative news about churches. Negative news about pastors. And one good, one small there. And all the negative stories you keep hearing are programming you to, your, for your eye to be evil. Because your eye is evil. What you see, you say, oh, nigga, it's not working. People are saying, it's not working. So, you see, if your eye is single, your entire life will be full of life, light. If you want to encounter, number one, you have to just walk by faith. Girl, this whole thing is a faith thing. It's not a feeling thing. I feel, you know, nowadays I feel anxious. I feel, those who are always talking about feeling of anxiety, feeling of anxiety. Listen, you have a long way to go. Either you are not going to leave that anxious terrain or it's going to get worse. It doesn't get better in spite of what you are saying. So, if you want to have encounters, please, this whole thing we are doing is not about somebody. It's about faith bodies. <laughs> faith bodies. Come on. You must have faith. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, 22, have faith in God. Not in the pastor. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Amen. Number two, I probably reiterate this thing, the points over and over and over. Number two, you have to have an expectation. Friends used to go and hang around, eat in restaurants and drink. And then one day they were drinking and then the sister, they said, oh, they said, no, no, I can't drink today. Oh, drinks, I said, no, I've, I've not been drinking. Yeah, I've noticed you've not been drinking this of late. He said, yes, why? Because I'm expecting. I'm expecting. I can't do things as usual. When a woman is expecting, she'll tell you, I have a midwife's appointment. Ah. You can't have midwife appointment if you're not expecting. <laughs> I have the midwife's appointment. And when there's many ladies, as soon as they start expecting, it becomes a bit funny from the beginning. I don't feel well. I don't feel well. I don't feel well. You begin to see changes. Why? Expectation will bring discomfort. But it's, it's an acceptable discomfort. Expectation. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expect That's why you are running to church. Running. As long as it is, it is okay under your terms of employment. You, you, maybe you start at 8. Maybe normally you start at 9. Start starting at 8 so you won't be late. Ah. Have you considered that? You haven't considered you are either not serious, you are not expecting. Yeah. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. You knew June was coming. You should have told your boss that in June, I would like to start early and close early. Tells us how much you are expecting. You've been in church so long now, you are becoming used to systems. And so expectation is dying. 
what you expect is, ah, we are going to show up and we are going to shout and you, you know what to do. So you are expecting the event, but not an encounter. Event. When you are expecting, you are not quite concerned about what someone thinks. Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be. The expectation of the righteous. God is working with your expectation. In fact, expect, Bishop Oedipo put it this way. Expectation is the mother of faith. Because faith is the substance of things expected. Things hoped for. So without hope, without expectation, where you can't have faith. Faith is built on the platform of expectation. You have to have an expectation. So number one, you must have faith. Number two, you must have an expectation. And then number three, engage in prayer. People who pray never become prey in life. People who pray end up with praises. <laughs> when we get together, it's always an opportunity for somebody to pray. Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer. Mark eleven seventeen. My house shall be a house of prayer. So when we come and we say, let's pray. I think it's about time you forget about whoever is moving and falling and, and just zoom in and pray, talk to God. Because some of us, your living condition doesn't give you the freedom to pray. Because there's always TV, music. You live with your cousin, it's always TV, music, and that, blah, blah, and that, and that. So conditions doesn't really help you. And sometimes too, you live by yourself. You really would wish to pray. But for some reason, you never get to pray. So why don't you take advantage of this short time we got to pray then? Because if you don't pray here, you won't pray actually at all. And we got to pray just to make it a day. So you have to take advantage of the house of God. The best place to pray is the house of God. So when we come together and you have an expectation, people who pray, there's a man in the Bible, his name is Saul of Tarsus. He had an encounter from Jesus. And then God started to send a disciple who was operating under a prophetic indications or promptings. And the disciple didn't want to go because he was afraid of Saul of Tarsus. And God told him in Acts chapter 9, that from verse 11, 13, 14, he said, he is a vessel and he's praying. Say he's praying. Jesus tells us a parable from Luke chapter 11 about someone who went to knock on the door of his neighbor and he said, his friend said, uh, please help me. I have a visitor and I need some stuff. He said, no, please, my, me and my children are sleeping. Don't disturb us. But Bible says that he continued and continued. Now the friend said, if I don't wake up and do this thing, this guy will not let me sleep. So Jesus was using that to teach us the consistency, how consistent prayer can make, let me use this word for the lack of it, it can practically force the hand of God into your life. 
in the book of, I think, Isaiah 62, rather. Yeah, let's go from verse 6. I've said, watch me upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, we shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep no silence. Then the next verse, and give him no rest. Don't give God rest. Give him no rest till he establishes and to make Jerusalem a praise. And then it, when you pray, you become a praise. <clears throat> so prayer for encounters. And then the next one, as I said yesterday, the prophet. Prophet. The prophet. Say the prophet. The prophet. In First Samuel chapter 16, verse, reading from verse 1. God told Samuel, fill your horn with oil. And the Lord said unto Samuel, how long shall you mourn for Saul, seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? God appoints people, you see, if God is not doing anything here, whatever, you can be bombing yourself doing anything. It doesn't have to be. If God is about to do something amongst the people here, he will appoint somebody. And to appoint you, he will anoint you. So God is actually going, uh, he's busy fulfilling his own plan. So those who are asking if there's God, why are people suffering? No, he, he, when he's ready to, he, he will do something. Yeah, he will, he's not going around stopping, he's not like firefighter. Stopping fire and stopping. No, 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 no. He's, not, he's not, he's actually on a program. The whole world lies under the evil, the sway of the evil one. So, if there's a time when he's burning everything. But at the moment, he's busy trying to build his house. And sometimes, at a time, like the way some of you have found yourself in church, whoever met you and spoke to you about Christ and now you are, it, that's part of his program. That's part of his program. So, God will always do his work and reign. He said, I've, I've, I've rejected him. Feel, Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. God said, There's somebody in this congregation I've chosen to. There is somebody in this auditorium I have chosen tonight. I've chosen you. God's I've chosen. So then he says, look at the next verse. Samuel was concerned. Uh, so he says, uh, he said, uh, said, how can I do? If so, he says, you kill me. That I'm going to annoy somebody else. Don't worry. Uh, let's leave there and get to the verse 4. Verse 4. And Samuel did that which the Lord speak, and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming. Ah, they said, hey, this man has come here. Something's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You... The, when a prophet moves your direction, God is moving your direction. They understood the movements of a prophet. They knew when I have an encounter with a prophet, I've had an encounter with God. You don't know the value of a prophet. I'm telling you. See, in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 2, he said, if you know about the grace of God that was given to me for you. 
so when the grace is on you it's not for you it's for some people the grace i carry is not for me it's for you it's for you and it will work for you that is why if it was for me i'll give it first to my wife and then give it to my daughters my brother and I'll give it to the people I like. So, so you can be my daughter. You can be my son. You can be my wife. And what I carry, you are not tapping into it to work for you. You must learn how to receive a prophet as a prophet. And extract what they carry. I see it working for you. I see it working for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.